is Mila Cardenas. This is Storytime with Mila for Kids. Today we will be reading the BFG Chapter 9. I hope you enjoy and let's get started. Chapter 9, The Blood Butler. Suddenly, a tremendous thumping noise came from outside. The cave entrance and a voice like thunder shouted, Runt, is you there, Runt? I is hearing you jabbling. Who is you jabbling to, Runt? Look out, the, cried the BFG, it's the blood butler. But before he had finished speaking, the stone was rolled aside and a 50-foot giant, more than twice as tall and as wide as a BFG, came striding into the cave. He was naked except for a dirty little piece of cloth around his bottom. Sophie was on the tabletop. The enormous, partly eaten snowscumber was lying near her. She ducked behind it. The creature came clumping into the cave and stood towering over the BFG. Who was you jabbling to in here just now? He boomed. I was jabbling to myself, the BFG answered. Pizzle fizz, shouted the blood bottler. Bog swallow, he boomed. He was talking to a human being, that's what I was thinking. No, no, cried the BFG. Yes, yes, boomed the blood bottler. I is guessing you have snitched away a human being and brought it back to your bunghole as a pet. So now I is winkling it out and guzzling it as extra snacks before my supper. The poor BFG was very nervous. There's n- n- no one in here, he stammered. Why don't you leave me leave me alone? The blood butler pointed a finger as large as a tree trunk at the BFG. Runty little scum screwer, he shouted. Piffling little swish figler. Squimpy little bottle wart. Pointy little pogs whistler. I is now going to search the premises. He grabbed the BFG by the arm, and you is going to help me do it. Us together is going to winkle out this tasteful little human being, he shouted. The BFG had intended to whisk Sophie off the table as soon as he got a chance and hide her behind his back, but now there was no hope of doing this. Sophie peered around the chewed-off end of the enormous Nazcumber, watching the two giants as they moved away down the cave. The blood butler was a gruesome sight. His skin was reddish pink, there was black hair sprouting on his chest and his arms and his stomach. The hair on his head was long and dark and tangled. His foul face was round and squashy looking. The eyes were tiny black holes. The nose was small, but the mouth was huge. It was spread right across the face, almost ear to ear. And it had lips that were like two gigantic purple frankfurters lying one on top of the other. Craggy yellow teeth stuck out between two purple frankfurter lips, and rivers of spit ran down over the chin. It was not at least difficult to believe that this ghastly brew ate men, women, and children every night. The blood bottler, still holding the BFG by the arm, was examining the rows of the bottles. You in your pibbling bottles, he shouted. What are you putting in them? Nothing that would interest you, the BFG answered. He was only interested in guzzling down human beings. And you is a dirty dog's walkler, cried the blood bottler. Soon the blood bottler would be coming back, Sophie told herself, and he was bound to search the tabletop, but she couldn't possibly jump off the table. 
It was twelve feet high. She'd break a leg. The snow's all though. It was as thick as a perambulator. It was not going to hide her if he chewed off the blood. If the blood butler picked it up, she examined the chewed off end. It had a large seeds in the middle, each one as big as a melon. They were each embedded in soft, slimy stuff, taking care to stay out of sight. Sophie reached toward and scooped away half a dozen of these seeds. This left a hole in the middle of the snot's cumber large enough for her to crouch in, so long as she rolled herself up into a ball. She crawled into it. It was a wet and slimy hiding place, but did that matter if it was going to save her from being eaten? The blood butler and the BFG were coming back towards the table now. The BFG was nearly fainting with fear. Any moment he was telling himself, Sophie would be discovered and eaten. Suddenly, the blood butler grabbed the half-eating snozcumber. The BFG stared at the bare table. Sophie, where is you? He thought desperately. You cannot possibly be jumping off that high table. Where is you hiding, Sophie? So this is the filthing rostum clubbage you is eating, boomed the blood butler, holding up the partly eating snow's cumber. You must be cockles to be guzzling such rub squash. For a moment, the blood butler seemed to have forgotten about his search for Sophie. The BFG decided to lead him farther up the track. That is scrum diddly snow's cumber, he said. I is guzzling it gleefully every night and day. Is you never trying a snozcumber blood butler? Human beings is juicier, the blood butler said. You is talking rummy tot, the BFG said, growing braver by the second. He was thinking that if only he could get the blood butler to take one bite of the repulsive vegetable, the sheer foulness of his flavor would send him bellowing out the cave. I is happy to let you sample it, the BFG went on. When you see how t- truly glumptious it is, do not be guzzling the whole thing. Leave me a little snitchet for my supper. The blood butler stared suspiciously with small piggy eyes at the snozcumber. Sophie, crouching inside the chewed off end, began to tremble all over. He was not switch fiddling me, is you? said the blood butler. Never, cried the BFG passionately. Take a bite and I am positive you will be shouting out. Oh, how scrum diddly umptious this wonder bitch is. The BFG could see the greedy butler's mouth beginning to water more than ever at the protest of extra food. Vegetables is very good for you, he went on. It is not healthcare always to be eating meaty things. Just this once, the blood butler said. I is going to taste these rats and eats of yours. But I was wonder. But I is warning you that if it is filsome, I is smashing it over your sludgy little head. He picked up the snow's cumber and began raising it on his long journey to his mouth, some fifty feet up in the air. Sophie wanted to scream, Don't! But that would have been even more than a certain death. Crouching among the slimy seas, she felt herself being lifted up, up, and up. Suddenly, there was a crunch as the blood butler bit a huge hunk off the end. Sophie saw his yellow teeth clamping together a few inches from her head. Then there was utter darkness. She was in his mouth. She caught a whiff of his evil-smelling breath 
and stank of bad meat. She waited for the teeth to go crunch once more and prayed that she would be killed quickly. Ew! roared the black butler. Ugh! Blech! Ugh! And then he spat. All the great lumps of snowscumber that were in his mouth, as well as Sophie herself, were shooting out across the cave. If Sophie had struck the stony wall of the cave, she most certainly would have been killed. Instead, she had the folds of the BFG's black coat hanging against the wall. She dropped to the ground, half stunned. She crawled under the hem of the coat, and there she was crouched. You little swine bugler, roared the butler. You little pig, Zawilla. He rushed at the BFG and smashed what was left of the snozcumber over his head. Fragments of the filthy vegetable splashed all over the cave. You was not loving it, the BFG asked innocently, waving his head. Loving it, yelled the blood butler. That is the most disgusting taste that is ever touching my teeth. You must be buggles to be swallowing sludge like that. Every night you could be galloping off as a happy hamburger and gobbling juicy human beans. Eating human beans is wrong and evil, BFG said. And it is guzzling and glumptious, loud shouted the blood butler. And tonight I is galloping up to chili to swallow a few human chili beans. Is you wishing to know why I is choosing chili? I is not wishing to know anything, the BFG said, very dignified. I is choosing chili, the blood butler said. Because I was fed up with the taste of Eskimos. It is important I have plenty of cold eats in the squiddling hot weather. And the next coldest thing to an Eskimo is a chili bean. Human beans from chili is very chilly. Horrible, the BFG said. You ought to be ashamed. Other giants is all saying they is wanting to gallop off to England tonight to guzzle school chittlers, the blood butler said. And he's very fond indeed of English whittlers. It has nice and inky booky flavor. Perhaps I will change my mind and go to England with them. You is disgusting, the BFG said. You is an insult to the giant's people, shouted the blood butler. He was not fit to be a giant. He was a squinky little squiddler. He was a pibbling little pit squeak. He was a... a, a cream pup nut. With that, the horrible blood bottling giant strode out of the cave. The BFG ran to the cave entrance and quickly rolled the stone back into place. Sophie, he whispered. Sophie, where is you, Sophie? Sophie emerged from under the hem of the black coat. I'm here, she said. The BFG picked her up and held her tenderly in the palm of his hand. Oh, I am so happy to be finding you all in one lump, he said. I was in his mouth, Sophie said. He was what? cried the BFG. Sophie told him what had happened, and there I was telling him to eat that filsome snozcumber, and you was all of the time inside it, the BFG cried. Not much fun, Sophie said. Just look at you, you poor little chiddler, cried the BFG. He was all covered in snozcumber and giant spit. He set about cleaning her up as best as he could. I's hating those other giants more than ever now, he said. You know what I should like? What, Sophie said. I should like to find a way of disappearing them. Every single one. 
I'd be glad to help you, Sophie said. Let me see if I can think of a way of doing it. The end. Thank you for listening to my story time with me lit for kids. On the notes, find the link to the book on Amazon. Please share and invite your friends and family to listen. Stay safe. Bye.